in the other building. You may be seated. Yes. We're through with the standing itself. <laughs> um, so God brought us together. And uh, John actually prophesied years ago when our church was very new. And talked about us buying this property and building. And uh, when we moved in, I didn't know where the man was. Finally, we located him <laughs> and brought him back. Come here. And a great man of God, we are like brothers, and uh, we want to, we continue to work together. And God's giving me, it's a real blessing. I'm beginning to find people of the same uh, heart with me in ministry, what we do, and just people who love God, people who just care only about the kingdom of God, and I'm glad. And may the Lord baptize me with more of them. And may I never recover. <laughs> Amen. So John is uh, here today. We call him Big John. But the, John is slowly disappearing before my eyes. <laughs> I don't know whether to call him Big John or Small John anymore. <laughs> Would you please join me as you welcome uh, Big John. Welcome to Jesus Christ Power, World of Evangelism, a ministry with an unreserved passion for reaching the lost and perishing souls. Evangelist John. We are clapping for Jesus, make it louder, not for John. If you are clapping for Jesus, make it louder. Follow the preaching of the gospel with thousands saved, healed, and delivered by the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus to see what he's doing all over the world. Let's give Jesus because Jesus said the same work that I do. Greater works will ye do also as I go to my Father. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Still doing this through his believers. 
putting eternity in the heart of man. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. We bless you because you are here already. Abba, Father, we thank you that we are here with expectation. And we shall not go back the same in Jesus' name. And let his son say, Amen. Hallelujah. When I was in the high school, we had two Johns in my class. The other one was a very hefty, huge young man. And I was very little, so they called me Little John. Because he was on the big side. But I've been answering Little John for many years until I came to the Ark of Fellowship Church. So I was promoted to Big John. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's good to be here again. I thank God for our brethren here who have been pioneers of this church. Anytime I come here, I always meet some of you here. I want to thank God for for good luck and Angela for that what God is doing with you here. We thank God that his presence is all over the place. I was praying this early morning and I said, Lord God, what do you have for the people? It's not about me, it's about you. And the Lord gave me Isaiah 43. Clap for Jesus somebody. Clap for Jesus somebody. So when Pastor Angela came and said, Isaiah 43, 1 to 2, I said, praise the Lord. The Lord gave me Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 for everyone who is present here this morning. And it says, this is the word of God that came to me, his prophet, John Edukuo, for all who are present here. Say, I'm present. Isaiah 43, 18, 19. Thus says the Lord, tell my people to forget the former things. Tell them not to bother about their past and present unpalatable experiences. For I, Jehovah Elohim, I am doing a new thing. Can I say a new thing? And it will surely become a reality in your life if you believe. And you will know it. And testify of this day, November the 3rd, 2019. Whatever you have been experiencing before you came to this meeting is now the former things. It doesn't matter what you are going through or how unpalatable it is. Thus says the word of God that as you have entered this auditorium, they have become the old things, the former things. And that new things are beginning to happen. Can I hear amen? I receive it. I receive it. I, John Eduku, I receive it. What a confirmation. She preceded by verse 1 and 2. And when I came in here, the Lord began to speak to me and opened my spiritual eyes. I saw a sea of youths in this hall. 
I would like to have the church leadership come here right now, the front here, the church leadership. You would do mine. The leadership of the church, can you just come here? I saw a sea of youths, teenagers. And I began to ask the Lord, I said, what's the meaning of this? He said, I used you the other time to give my word that brought the church to this auditorium. But today, I want to hand over to you what Jesus, what the Holy Spirit is saying. That there's a shift in the spirit. There's a new thing. There's a new season. You who have been having the signs for some time now, some few years now. And this new season is the new season of outreach. Reaching out to the people. And the Lord said, this auditorium is going to be the youth church. You are going to a bigger auditorium. This becomes the youth what? Church. This I commit to you today on the third day of November 2019. I want you to receive it in your spirit prayerfully. Say, Lord, we receive it. About Father, I want to bless you because the same way you spoke to me that brought us here. And the same way you are speaking to me again that will take us further. We thank you, Lord, for this new grace for outreach. In your community, in this nation, and to all nations all over the world. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May this grace rest upon you. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you and I say amen. As we clap for Jesus, God bless you. I want to share with you people here one of the keys of the kingdom. It's a very common scripture that every time, you know, most of us will memorize it. But I want us to just have what you call the amplifying version. Just to confirm this grace that was released upon the church today, I also want to share that it's also a confirmation. Sometimes in July, I was in Johannesburg in South Africa. I was just praying in my quiet time. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, go to the Ark Fellowship Church and tell them that you should partner together in world outreach. You should partner with the Ark Fellowship Church. Let the leadership of the church prayerfully consider this. Let them partner with your ministry to take the gospel further to all nations, especially in Africa and in Asia. God bless you as you receive this in Jesus' name. My message this morning is titled, Do Not Disregard the Holy Spirit and the Anointing. Do Not Disregard the Holy Spirit and the Anointing. I want us to read first Ephesians 2, verse 20, the Amplified Version. Do not disregard the Holy Spirit and the anointing. Ephesians 2, 
10, the amplified version. Can we have it, please? Can we all read together? Please, let's go. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works. Amen. The meat here says there are some good works that God has planned before you were born that you need to do. And there's also a part, everybody say part, that God has also prepared that you should walk in before you were born. So those parts and those plans of God is what makes up your destiny. So when you get recreated in Christ, it was the beginning of your journey of your destiny. First you are recreated for what? For you to do those works that God has preordained for you to do before this world was founded. And there are certain paths God has ordained to you to follow in your life by providential engineering. That's what makes your destiny. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 is a follow-up of this. This is a very common scripture, but there's a rhema here I want you to go with today that will change your life. When I got this rhema, I call it the key of the kingdom. And since then it had helped me to allow God to work out these works he has worked and also help me to function properly in these paths that he has set for me. Ephesians 3 verse 20 is very common to us. Let's go again. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly far over and above all that we can dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. Clap for Jesus, somebody. Please just, just hold it there. He said, God is able to do. God has no problem in doing. Say I hear. He has no problem in doing. In fact, God overdoes. Hallelujah. Say by God overdoes. Beyond what you think or imagine. That's one aspect. But also his own purpose. But he does it 
by the consequence of the power that is working in you. This is where Christians have not understood clearly. The power that is working in you is called the anointing. And he who dispenses the power that is working in you is the Holy Spirit. God is not going to do anything outside you. He does it within you. Say I hear. I want healing. He's going to do it within the power inside you. I want a new car. He's going to do it within the power inside you. I want a great ministry. He's going to do it within the power working inside you. But most times, we think it is outside us. This is the key of the kingdom. Are you listening to me carefully? I have prayed and fasted. I have a desire. I have spoken to God. Yes! He's able to do it. But how? Within the power working inside you. The power working inside me, yes. And the Holy Spirit, yes. What is your relationship with this two? Because of this and the importance of this key, Jesus wanted all that was said by him to receive this power. When he was working with the, with, the, with the apostles, Peter was so agitated. Peter was an eccentric. He wanted to do. Jesus said, Peter, hold on. Calm down. This is not fishing business. You, you must wait from the power from above. Everybody say power from above. The power from above is the power from the Holy Spirit. He said, when I go, me and my father, we will send the Holy Spirit to you. And he will come and live inside you. And he will work out my purpose and the things you desire and bring them to reality. Clap for Jesus wherever you are somebody. It was the same thing that Christ was saying. That now that I abide in you and you abide in me, without me, you can do nothing. In this union, I'm a Christian, I believe in Christ, yes. The seal of your adoption, the power, the activator of Christianity is the Holy Spirit. But look at your life today. Where are you with him? Brethren, Christ himself, when he was baptized by the Holy Spirit in the river Jordan, he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. Several times they asked Jesus Christ, go and begin ministry. Go and do your work. He said, it's not your time. Why? He was waiting for the dove. He was waiting for the dove. 
And when the day came, when he was baptized at Jordan, when the Holy Ghost came upon him, he began his ministry. He is the captain of our faith. He has shown us the way that without the dove, the Holy Ghost, you can do nothing. You can be born again in 1914 or 1920. Without the anointing and the Holy Spirit, you can do what? Nothing. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. I like that scripture. For God was with him. The proof that God is with you is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says several times that the hand of God was upon David. The hand of God was upon Joseph. God was with David. God was with Joseph. That hand of God is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The proof that God is with you is the Holy Spirit. The proof that you are in Christ is the Holy Spirit. What is the importance of the anointing? Principally, the anointing is to divinely enable those saved in Christ to be like Christ. You cannot be Christ-like by singing and dancing. You cannot be Christ-like by fasting. It is the Holy Spirit that can enable you to be like Christ and to do the things that Christ did. That's why Jesus said, when I go, the works that I do, greater works will you do. And that is correct. I've experienced it in my ministry. With all humility, I've done greater works. He has done greater works through me. Because Jesus Christ's ministry is dropped at Samaria. But today I've gone all over the world. So who, who has done bigger? The same, yes, he said, he said greater works will you do. The things he did, the healing, the miracles, he has done through my ministry. I've seen it done in my ministry several times. Are you experiencing that? Or you just come to church. You are a churcher. You are a church attendee. You just attend church. You just go. You sing. You drop your offering. You just go. What is the greater work that Jesus said you are going to do? Are you doing it? Your own work is to ask for husband. Ask for wife. Ask for promotion. Ask for healing. Ask for a new car. As for mortgage payment, as for your rent, that's the work you do. Am I speaking to somebody here? Say, I hear, and I will repent. Clap for yourself. It is the anointing that enables the believers to witness Christ boldly. 
If it's not for the anointing and the Holy Ghost, you'll be shy to witness Christ. The Bible says, it's the anointing that executes God's plans and purposes in your life. That's what the scripture said. It said, according to the consequences of the power of God working in you, is that power of God working in you that can bring to reality the purpose of God in your life. And the things you have prayed according to his will, how can they become a reality? It's not by your fasting. Some Christians are professional fasters. In January, they fast for 70 days. In March, they act under 40 days again. And in October, under 60 days. So at the end of the year, they are fasted for more than 60 days. That's not what will make anything happen to you. It's according to the power of God working in you. The things you desire that you ask, beyond it, God is able to do it, to execute it, not by your power, not by your strength, but by the power of the Holy Spirit that worketh in you. Amen, somebody. This is the key of the kingdom. Very important key of the kingdom. Praise the Lord, somebody. My friend, if you, you, talking to you, if you surrender to God, there's nothing too hard for him to do. The challenges you are going through is just nothing. You hear what I just said now? But the power that worketh in you is able to bring you through, but you need to surrender totally to him for him to fulfill that which he wants to do in your life. God bless you. I want to be a great man of God. It's by anointing. A great ministry. It's by anointing. I want to excel in my career. It's by anointing that works in you. It's not by the externals. Without me, you can do nothing. Why? Because I abide in you. That's the Holy Spirit. And you are not in me. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't bear fruit. But several times, we carry the bodies on our shoulders. We use our mindset. We want to solve problems. When we are confused, we blame the Democrats and we blame the Republicans. Eight years ago, Obama was stupid. Now, Trump is useless. It's not about that. It's about what the Holy Spirit wants to do inside you. It has nothing to do with your environment. It has nothing to do with the government in power. See, I hear. When you see folks, Christians, begin to blame government, that is ignorance. That which God has ordained for you before you were born. The path he has laid for you to follow, yes. Is the, by the consequence of the power of the Holy Ghost working in you. That they become reality. This being the case. The Bible also says that by the reason of the anointing, yokes shall be destroyed. 
There are many yokes. What are yokes? Yokes are problems that consistently manifest in our lives and they refuse to go. They keep on repeating. It could be, it could be issue of health. It could be issue of lack. It could be issue of poverty. It could be issue of failure. But they keep on repeating. That's the yoke. But this, this, this morning, by the grace of God, those yokes shall be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. It's the anointing that destroys yokes. The yokes of sickness. The yokes of sickness that are in your blood. The anointing will melt it away. The Bible says, is the anointing, is the same thing they call the resurrection power that raised Christ from the grave, that raised Lazarus from the grave, is the anointing. That is the power you are carrying in you. Is somebody listening to me? The power that brought Jesus Christ from the grave is in you. It's in you. It's in you. Hallelujah! And that Jesus said, Peter, calm down. Wait for the power. The Bible says, after the Pentecost, when the fire came, the electricity of the power make ordinary fishermen. John and James when they went back to the temple, they came back as supernatural people. When the lame man saw him, the beggar said, give us money. John and James and Peter said, look, we have changed people. We are carrying something inside us. Silver and gold, we have not. Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. That's who you are. How many people are you told to rise up and walk? That's just what you are doing with the anointing. I mean, for have you told about Christ? My mentor, T.L. Osborne, you all know him, Dr. T.L. Osborne is my mentor. When you go and meet Dr. T.L. Osborne, say, can you pray for me, doctor? You see, my brother, the same Holy Ghost I have in me, is the same you have. Just lay on your, yourself and pray. <laughs> Hallelujah! But that is correct! Dear, will say, no, 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 no. My dear, the same Holy Spirit you have is the same I have. Uh, say, you don't need to come to me. Just that power in you. Use it. Tell your neighbor, say, use it. Tell your friends, say, use the power in you. In Philippians 2, verse 13, Paul went further. He said, not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work energizing and creating inside you the desire both to will and to work at the good works and the good pleasures of God. It's not you. It's God is working in you. Ephesians 2.13 The desire to pray is the Holy Ghost. You woke up in the morning to pray. It's the Holy Ghost that woke you up. You have revelation. Is the one that gives it to you. The difference between a Christian and unbeliever is the Holy Spirit, nothing else. 
You can preach. The Muslims, they preach more than you now. They are evangelizing. They are fasting. They do non-visual. The Buddhists, they sing, they dance. They, 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 they speak in negative tongues. But what differentiates you from other human beings is the Holy Spirit. Am I communicating this morning? The anointing has major because it's power. Those of you who are doing engineering and physics, you know what I'm talking about. Power is the major. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, full of the Holy Spirit, Jesus had a full major. Anointing can be major. We're all here now. We have the same Holy Spirit, one Holy Spirit. Yours and mine is the same. Not the difference. But our anointing is not the same. That's the difference between everybody here now. We don't have the same measure of anointing. But to whom much is given, much is expected. When you sit down with your anointing to eat crackers and you do nothing with it, it will begin to depreciate. His power is a flow. It's a measure. When it is in a great measure, a Christian or servant of God can enjoy excellent time of much fruit bearing and doing great works that will bless men and glorify God. When the anointing is in you, he works the good works of God. That men should be blessed and their joys are full. People are healed. The lambs walk, the blind, the, 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 the blind see. When you go to your offices, people are sick. You lay hands on them and you are healed. The anointing is working. But when you keep it, you don't allow it to, to function. It diminishes. And Paul went further. He said, quench not the fire of the Holy Spirit. Brethren, anytime the devil is pushing you, he's not pushing you because you are handsome or because you are beautiful. What is pushing you is the anointing. The anointing attracts persecution. The anointing attracts the devil. The anointing attracts confrontation. Because the devil knows that when he disconnects you from the anointing, you are finished. The devil is not pursuing your wealth. He's not pursuing your career. He's not pursuing your title. You could have 20 pages in theology. He's not interested in that. You can be the archbishop or the archpope of Texas. He's not interested in that. He's interested in the anointing. Is that correct? Yes. The Bible says that when Jesus Christ was baptized by the Holy Spirit at the river, immediately he left Jordan, the Spirit led him into the desert to confront the devil. That's the first thing the anointing did in Jesus Christ. He led him to the desert. The word? To be tempted by the devil. That's the first thing. Confrontation. 
It was the anointing that came upon David and made a king. The devil was pursuing through Bathsheba. The same thing he pursued through Samson. You all know the story of Samson here. When Samson anointing was defied, he lost his covenant anointing. His destiny was dislocated. Every power trying to dislocate your destiny will be destroyed today in the name of Jesus Christ. Why is the devil pursuing your anointing? Because he knows it's by the consequence of the anointing that God can fulfill your destiny for your life. He knows it's by the consequence of your power working in you that your desires, the things you ask God to do, the Holy Ghost are going to work it out for you. He knows. He knows. But unfortunately today, in the church, believers do not place high premium on the anointing that they are carrying. They are careless about the anointing. They are careless about their fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And when you are careless by the anointing, you become an ordinary Christian. May you not be ordinary in the name of Jesus Christ. And who is an ordinary Christian? A powerless Christian. You become powerless. The devil begins to use you as a baseball. Put you here and move you here. And move you here and distract you. For God is where he is. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond what you think or imagine or desire or dare to ask and dream of by the power that's working in you. Everybody say amen. Consequently, the kingdom of God is about power. But today, God's church is about storytelling and speaking grammar, speaking English. We just talk, 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 talk. We have people, motivational speakers. I'm not interested in that. You, motiv- you can't motivate demons. You have to cast away demons. Am I saying the truth, brother? You don't motivate demons. You don't motivate yokes. You break yokes. That's why you see Christians today, they are so interested in technology and medical, medical, medical um, 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 uh, facilities and drugs. They're not interested in the healing power anointing that can flush our sickness from their body. I was ministering in a revival in Florida some years ago after praying for healing and we closed the ministration. A sister came to me and said, man of God, can I see you? I said, no problem. Can I help you? He said, in fact, I'm just coming from the hospital. I said, yes. So what's the story? I'm suffering from palacomiasis, escolomoniamasis, anthroposolosis, and limapol. I said, you alone. <laughs> and she opened a bag. I saw, I saw all kinds of drugs. I said, these names you are calling, they are medical names. They are names of demons. 
aproposis and anaposis. Cast them out of your blood. I must say amen. Why are, you, why are you accepting it? Why are you accepting all this? The anointing is, 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 is fire inside you. Let him burn those diseases away. Because you don't know what you are carrying. Brother and sister, you don't know what you are carrying inside you. I said, all those drugs, can you throw them away, please? The anointing, the power of the Most High God that resurrected Christ from the grave, that's what you are carrying. That's what you are carrying, sir. That's what you are carrying, ma. That's what you are carrying, my sister. God's kingdom was bettered by, by power. Jesus said, wait for Pentecost. The kingdom of God constitutes of men and women, children who are indwelled by the Spirit of God endued with the power from above. Say, I am anointed. Say, I am anointed. I have the Holy Ghost inside me. You don't know who you are? You should live here with, to know who you are today. You are carrying the three supernatural giants. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost inside of you. You are a superman. For yes, you allow sickness to dwell to capture you. You allow poverty to capture you. So I say, I'm depressed. Get out. What's depression? Lose your mind. And bring it under the unction of the Holy Ghost to receive fire. And they give you drugs for depression. You can't, you, 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 you can't, you, you cannot medicate demons. There's a demon of depression. It's oppressing your mind. And you are taking drugs to medicate demons. It's not possible. Why? Because you have lost your power to medicate. You have pre medical, so you just go there. It doesn't take more than two people here. To turn over this city. The Bible says, Philips and other brethren, they went to a city. They turned the city upside down for Jesus Christ. Why? By the power of the anointing. That same power Philip has, you have it. The power Peter and John, James had, is the power you same have. It's the same. That's why Jesus said, The works I do, you will do greater works. Because I go and I will send the Holy Ghost. And every day you carry your Bible, you read the Acts, the Acts, the Acts, the Acts of Apostle 
Who are those who did the acts? They were men and women like you. Where's your own act? Ask your brain, say, where's your act? Ask her, say, where's your act? Where's your act? The acts of apostles, Peter, John, and Paul, and this, and Silas. Where's your own act? The same Holy Ghost in them is inside you. Amen, somebody. Then Paul warned us. Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13, it is by the anointing that David became a king. Then Samuel took the horn of the oil and anointed David in the midst of his brothers. May the anointing distinguish you in the name of Jesus Christ. The anointing distinguished David among his brethren. The anointing promoted him from a shepherd boy to a king. Is the anointing. He didn't attend any college, any school. But when the oil came upon him, his destiny was being fulfilled. He started to change from a shepherd boy to a king. That's what the anointing do. The anointing that will fall upon you this morning will change your status. In the name of Jesus Christ. The anointing promotes. The Bible says when the anointing of kingship came upon David by the Holy Ghost, the spirit of kingship departed from Saul instantly. Saul was retired because the Holy Spirit left him to come to David. Any of your blessings, any of your goodness that the enemies have stolen, the anointing will record it for me today in the name of Jesus Christ. Saul became an ordinary man instantly because the Holy Spirit departed from him and made David king. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. This was the reason when Paul said, grieve not the Holy Spirit. Quench not the fire of the Holy Spirit. Many of us, our fire is quenched already. We're just walking. We're just involved in church sacramental services. Brethren, take it today. Anytime the enemy is after you, is the anointing is after. Nothingness. Because without it, you can't become. And it is the anointing that you are carrying that will carry you. What do I say? What do I say? It's the anointing that you are carrying that will carry you to fulfill your destiny. That's what I mean. So your relationship with the Holy Spirit is very important. Are you grieving the Holy Spirit? And Paul gave us some things that could grieve the Holy Spirit. Who is the dispenser of the anointing? He mentioned anger. He mentioned bitterness. He mentioned malice. He mentioned sexual immoralities. 
sin. Everybody say sin. Sin grieves the Holy Spirit. Unrepentant sin. When you are a Christian, you know that you are living a sin life and you refuse to repent. You are grieving the Holy Spirit. It's a deliberate grieving of the Holy Spirit. And it will be there, but he's not going to function. He's not going to leave you. He's there, but he's not going to function. Until you yield, until you repent, then it comes to begin to start his work. So therefore, it's not God that has problem. It is you and me that has problem. I have prayed, I have fasted. What is happening? The Bible says, examine your life. What do I say? Examine your life. Examine your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Is there any flow? Is there any connection? Otherwise, you will struggle and labor and labor and labor without any results in your life. Then you think God is wicked. The Bible says God is good. From Genesis to Revelation, you say God is what? Good. There's no evil in him. The problem is between you and me. Brethren, in the early church, if you read carefully, I want to round up now. When you accept Christ and profess you are a Christian in the Acts of Apostles, the first thing they will ask you, have you received the Holy Spirit? Am I correct? Am I correct, brethren? Any witness to me yet? Have you received the Holy Spirit? But nowadays, we don't ask such questions in the church again. Once you confess Christ, they say, go to departments. Go to the children's department. Go to, go to Sunday school. You don't ask the person, have you received the Holy Spirit? We don't ask again. So there are many people who are in the church today, they don't have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> what are you saying? I don't have it. Yes, it's true. But they're in the church. Once you are in the church, you don't have the Holy Ghost, you are outside the kingdom. So you can be inside the church and be what? Outside the kingdom. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Are you sure? I'm a Christian. Have you received the Holy Spirit? We don't have such questions again. That's how we see strange things happen in the church among Christians. We get to wonder, is this, is, this, is this brother a Christian? Is this sister a Christian? Because nobody asks him if he has received the Holy Spirit. But it is manifesting now. It's not God. Amen, somebody. What is the measure of the anointing fire still remaining in you? Examine yourself. Oh, I used to be on fire in those days. Where's the fire? I used to be on fire some years ago. Where's the fire? I used to pray for six hours in those days. Something has caused the fire. But this day, we shall be revived in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That fire can be revived. 
But through repentance and say, yet am I again, oh Lord, I'm ready. And we yield ourselves to God. It's your lifestyle grieving the Holy Spirit through disobedience and unbelief. It's your self-love, self-will ruling your life instead of the love of God. What is your walk with the Holy Spirit? What is your intimacy with him? And finally, brethren, as we bow down our head at this moment, is anyone here? Are you saved? Bow down your heads. If you are here, you are not saved, you cannot receive the Holy Spirit. You can't have the Holy Spirit. Are you here and you know, to be honest to yourself, that that fire is low, but you want God to revive you? Can you come aside? As me and Pastor Gulag pray for you. You want to revive that fire. You can just walk, walk by faith. Come outside. I want to pray for you. That fire in you is no longer burning again. You know, you know. You know in your spirit. It's not there. It's not there any longer. But it can be revived. The prophet said, Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. Revive us, O Lord. I used to be on fire for the Lord. But it's no longer there. I am the Lord that He led thee. I am the Lord your Lord. You sent your word and healed his Father, we thank you because only you can revive us. Blessed Holy Spirit, revive your daughter in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Receive a new fire. Receive a new fire by the help of the Holy Spirit. Receive a new fire by the help of the Holy Spirit. That he led thee. I am the Lord. I Hello, sister. Did anybody offend you at any time? Yes. Amen. Can I get it? Can we call that instrument down a bit? Instrument down a bit. Sister, did anybody offend you? Yes. Clap for Jesus, somebody. And who is the person? Myself. Yo? Okay, yourself. You're not forgiving yourself. Am I correct? Can you ask God for forgiveness right now? Lord, I want to thank you, Lord. That every spirit of offense and self-condemnation may you be forgiven in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus died for you and there's no need of offending yourself again or have self-condemnation. Receive a new fire in you. 
let it flow from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Be released. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Father God. Holy Spirit, you are the one, O Lord, that walk in and through us. Your daughter has come, O Lord, to say, Lord, I surrender. I surrender to you, Lord. Let the fire flow from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Let it flow again. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Spirit, let it flow. Release. Take it. Take it. Yes. Mashikili Brokoho. Yes, Lord. The fire comes from you, Holy Spirit. Rekindle. 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 Every spirit of fear. Spirit of fear and doubt. I bind you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You cannot oppress this man any longer. The faith, the gift of faith that you have, receive it again. That gift of faith you used to have boldly, to pray and believe boldly, that has been waiting, that has been winning, that has been winning. Is that true, sister? Yes. Yes. Clap for Jesus, somebody. Clap for Jesus. Clap, 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 clap. That boldness and faith you used to have before, I come against every spirit of fear. Lose your grip of our mind in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Fear, go out. Come out, come out, come out, come out, come out. Let your faith begin to go, begin to grow and believe. That's just grace of boldness you used to have in those days to speak confidently, to pray confidently. Receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 There's somebody here is about discouragement. You've been so discouraged. Can you come out, please? You are so discouraged. It's like you don't have a hope for anything again. God bless you, my sister, as you come. God bless you. Discouragement. Discouragement. You are so discouraged. The Bible says, from where comes our help? Our help comes from the Lord. He who does not slumber or sleep, the Holy One of Israel. Amen. God, we make our way when there seems to be. Mm. He makes we cannot see. Father, I thank you because with you all things are possible. All things are possible, O oh Lord, and you are able to do exceedingly beyond that which we think. Discouragement, you have no portion in this life. Because God is living in this, in this spirit 
and working out his purpose and plan by the consequence of the anointing in you. The anointing in you as from today, we do a new thing. We do a new thing. You do a new thing. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you, O oh Lord, that you are able to do all things beyond that which your daughter has think or imagine or calculate. But by the power of the Holy Ghost that works in her. Receive that grace today. Let that power rekindle to encourage you that God is working at his purpose at his appointed time. Just as he has said today that I will do a new thing. I will do a new thing. The former things that you came with here has gone and you will experience it and you will testify of it that today God heard me and gave me a promised word and it came to reality. Sister, God will do a new thing. The Lord said, fear not. Like what Pastor Angela said, even though you walk through the fire, they will not consume you. The waters will not overflow you because he is doing a new thing. The things that you imagine and think and calculate is able to do it by the power that works in you today. There's a power working in you. Not you, not your effort, not your imagination, not your calculation, but God is working out his purpose and plan in you. So it shall be in Jesus' name. The same thing, brother. Don't give up. Everything looks as if everything is gone. Everything looks as if it's gone. Hey! Everything looks as if it's gone. But it is the God that overdoes. That which you cannot do. That which you are trying to calculate. That which you are trying to imagine. You are trying to dream. And you look at the west. You look at the east. You look at the north. It's like, Lord, there's no hope. But it's good news for you today. It's able to do it through the power that is working inside you. All that you have lost. Hey, so many things you have lost. Good things. Is that true, sir? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not for Jesus, somebody. Oh, my God. I'm in the middle of overwhelming circumstances, and physically, mentally, and I have confidence in the spirit. So that's that's the best part. Of that's the knowledge. truth, brother. That's the truth. Yeah, that spirit is working in you today, and God said, "I'm doing a new thing, sir. I've seen your life. Many things you have seen. You have seen wealth. You have seen money. You have. Is that true, sir? Yes, sir. Clap for Jesus, somebody. Financial everything. Being evicted right now. In the middle of no funds. So God is doing a new thing. He's got me. He's doing a new thing, brother. He's got me. I'm gonna see you again. He's got you. Amen. The next time I come again. Amen. You see, man of God, it happened. Amen. So it shall be. Amen. In Jesus' name. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Lord. I want to thank you. Encouragement comes to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. But I want to thank you, O Lord, even concerning, O Lord, your children. Wherever they are, may God keep them for you. May God bless them for you. And those that are in your family, that you have concerns for, God is going to reach them through you. 
God is able to do beyond even what we think and imagine. Those in your family that you have concerns for, you'll be praying for. Is that true? My daughter lost her husband. Okay, your daughter lost her husband. Oh Lord, we want to thank you for the daughter, oh Lord, because though she's bereaved at this moment and she'll be so worried for her daughter. I thank you, Lord, oh Lord, that you give her peace. Bring peace to you, bring peace to your daughter, bring peace to your home. Your concern has been for your family, your concern has been for your daughter. But today, God said, I've heard you, I know about this, I knew about your son in law that went away, and I'm going to make provision, I'm going to comfort your daughter. I will be with her. And this burden, you should take it away from your heart because I'm in charge. I'm going to do it for you. And she will be restored back quickly and easily in Jesus' name. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. I want to thank God for your life. And I ask, O Lord, that know that the Lord comforts you. The spirit of comfort is the Holy Spirit. Discouragement. Thank you, Holy Ghost. But I want you, O Lord, to begin to certain things that are not right in your life begin to make amend with them. Like I said earlier, we need to examine our life for certain things that does not please God. We need to change. If we want God to do things to work in us His purpose and to answer our prayers, we need to do things that should not grieve the Holy Spirit. Just begin to re-examine your life. The things that are not pleasing to God and you know in your heart just remove your hands from them and begin to come back to God, rededicate your life to God. The Lord said, I will do beyond even what you think now. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you, sir. I'm in the spirit of yes, sir. So let the healing flow from your body. I come against every sickness, every spirit of infirmity that has been old, that has been hindering you. I command all your power over your body to be broken. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let the anointing flow from the crown of your head to your feet to evacuate every sickness and disease in your blood. I command them to be dried up from their root by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. Why are you slow to do your ministry? You have a calling. Huh? You have a calling to do God's work? Have you been doing fully or partially? Yes. I am a pastor. I am a pastor. I spread out the word all over the world. All over Houston. So what happened for a while now? What happened? Are you still on that? Or everything is not the same like before? It's not the same anymore. Father, I want to ask that you rekindle the fire on my brother. Oh, what a great ministry. It's God in the name of Jesus. You are healed. Every, every sickness that the devil brought to you to destroy your ministry, in the name of Jesus, let it go. In the mighty name of Jesus. Where's your wife? Where's your wife, man of God? Where's the wife of the pastor? 
not you, the wife. Okay. Father, I want to thank you. I want to bless your holy name. I come against every spirit of discouragement. Let them depart from you in the mighty name of Jesus. Anytime you want to stand on faith, something comes and says, are you sure again? This could happen back to you again. The Bible says, the old things are passed away. The former things are no more. See, I'm doing a new thing in your life. Do they tarry. You will see it and you will testify of them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, give you a new strategy for a new venture and business you are trying to contemplate to do. I'm going to give you a new strategy, new wisdom to do that. There's a new venture God wants to give to you, something new you have to do. That's not what you are doing now. But the wisdom will come, the strategy will come. And if you stand prayerfully and trust God, from this platform, God is going to lift you up. He's going to promote you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I hear about restoration that I'm going to restore. All that the enemy has stolen, I will restore it back to you. But I'm going to give you a new venture. There's a new venture. There's a new business. It's a new idea. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's going to breathe in your heart for you to do. Don't doubt it. Run with it. Run with it. And it will bring it to reality for you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father, I want to thank you. Oh Lord, I want to bless you. Almighty Father, I come against every spirit of discouragement. Lord, strengthen your daughter, oh Lord. The things, oh Lord, you have promised her that she's expecting. She's been waiting for a while. Is that true, sister? Yes. Yes. Clap for Jesus, somebody. Lord, she's been waiting for a while. She'll be waiting and waiting. But thus says the Lord, you say your expectation shall not be cut off. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Sometimes you just wake up in the night and say, Lord God, what is happening? Is that true, sister? Yes. Clap for Jesus, somebody. But thus says the Lord that, no, I've heard you. But the, what, the things that you haven't designed, I'm going to do beyond what you desire. I will overdo it. and shall become a reality. And you shall testify that I am your Lord. I am a good God. So it shall be. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes, God bless you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you. Let's all stand up. I want to just bless everybody here before I stand on the pulpit. Is there anything you want the Lord to do for you? He has given us a word today. I'm doing a new thing. Say, I receive. Lord, I receive that new thing in my heart. I receive that new thing in my life. God does not repeat things. It is man that repeats things. God always thinks about you. He thinks of new things. And I receive it in my spirit that no, I'm going with this word of promise that something new, I say something new. Begin to thank God for that now. So I receive it. Something new that you have not known before, you have no idea before, is good, it's going to happen to you. Father, we want to thank you, we want to bless you, O oh Lord, that we have come into your presence to receive today that our joy may be full. We take all the glory and take all the honor as with thanksgiving we receive this new things in our spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Man of God, my brother, 
The Lord said, I've given you a fragrance. There's something God has given to you. Wherever you go, you have this what called divine appeal. People like to want to come to associate with you. But I find out that no, that no, there's a limitation. You are a going man. There's a limitation. Come, sir. Father, in the name of Jesus, this one, you have created a path for him before he was born. There's a path where you created for him. You see, I've made you a world missionary evangelist. Well, anytime when you want to move, something will restrict you. Lord, today, that power that restrain you is broken in the name of Jesus. Every power of stagnation, every power working contrary to the will of God in your life today is broken and destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, today, because he has given us his promised word, he said today, I start anew with you. Enter your new season. Season of power. Season of expansion. Season of manifestation. In the name of Jesus Christ. Ah! Let everything, let every water, living water inside you, ah! begin to flow. Receive, receive, receive the fire of the Holy Ghost. Receive the fire of the Holy Ghost. Receive the fire of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Abba Father. Lord, I thank you. I bless your holy name. Let these new keys, these new keys, receive these new keys. I've shown these keys. I've revealed these keys to you before. But the keys are now in your hands. Whatever you open shall be opened. And whatever you lock shall be locked. Therefore, to the Lord say, mind your pronunciations. But when you speak, it will happen. Those you bless shall be blessed. And the things you cost shall be cost. So be slow when you speak. Because I'm giving you a new fire today. God bless you, sir. In Jesus' name. My heart is full because I love Victor. <laughs> I just love Victor. We thank God. Amen. I like to keep you all standing. <laughs> Sit down, please. <laughs> thank you for being patient. We have a, a service tonight at 6. Please, I know how the enemy works. It's what you devote yourself to that comes to you. I didn't plan to say that. I think God gave me that. If you make that effort, because God's there, I'm going. God will give you something in this evening service. We're not asking for people. 
that's far gone from me. I want to see God walk in your life and transform your life and situations in your life. And I'm sure he's not through with us. This is not about evening service. This is about Jesus. Amen. For God to reach your life. 6 p.m. tonight, we want to come in here. We have about a couple of songs and give the man of God time to minister to us. Amen. God has put something in him for all of us, for you. Amen. Uh, I want to read this scripture, please. Uh, This came to me this morning. And I want the church, the church of God, to understand these things. Because I think it's slipping away from God's people. We don't seem to get the simple things anymore. We're too sophisticated. And we say we don't need that. But when you see God speaking about something, most people don't take it to heart. But I've seen those individuals that take it to heart. God begins to do something new, afresh in their lives. Let me read this scripture to you. And I'm reading from the New Century Version because we're going to be taking offering for our brother, the evangelist. First Corinthians chapter 9, beginning from uh, verse 7. No soldier ever serves in the army and pays his own salary. Clear. This is God speaking. Don't do that. No one ever plants a vineyard without eating some of the grapes. No person takes care of a flock without drinking some of the milk. I do not say this by human authority. It's not a word I'm talking to you, church. I'm not saying it because by human authority. God's law also says the same thing. So there is human authority and then there is the law of God. It says that very clearly. It is written in the law of Moses. As it says, he's going back to the law. But he's bringing it up to us. When an ox is walking, that's cow, the way we say it here. When an ox is walking in the, uh, walking in the grain, Do not cover its mouth to keep it from eating. When God said this, was he thinking about oxen? The answer is no. He was really talking about us, ministers. See, that's where the church misses it. They just, well, it's like... The way I hear Kenneth Hagin says it, God wants the ministers to be humble. They say, God, don't worry about the riches. Uh, we will keep him poor, and, and you can keep him humble. <laughs> but that's not what God's saying. The Christians who focus on helping a man of God so that all their needs are met, you will never lack. It's just what he's saying. This is by God's law. He was really talking about us. Yes, that the scripture was written for us. That scripture was written for us. Because it goes on to say, the one who plows and the one who works in the grain should hope to get some of the grain from their work. Since we planted spiritual seed, and he certainly has done that today, among you, is it too much if we should harvest from you 
some things for this life. This is God asking. Uh, we don't say it, I'm pastor, I won't say it to you, but we need to really understand these things. Every word of God, when God speaks about something, and again, please get it, it's not about an offering. We should learn the way of the Lord. This is the way of God. And we are holding ourselves back from so much blessings because we're just thinking about us. When God says, give to the man of God, that's what I want to do. They did it with Elisha. They did it with Elijah. And guess what God did with them? He is still the same God. And so when we have a guest speaker coming, I don't need to call you, call you at home. We have a guest speaker coming. I always get myself ready. I'm going to bless the man of God. And my family will never know want. Never. We will never know want. I want to say that to you. And you do as God tells you to do. It's not about money. It's about the work of Jesus. Amen. Are we ready to give? Oh, you were listening to me. You didn't give on my bandwidth. <laughs> and please be generous to the man of God. You know, I need to say while you're doing this, years back before our church started, I was traveling as an evangelist and I saw some things that disturbed me. I didn't know I was going to be a pastor because that's all I did, evangelistic work. And I enjoyed it. But I saw things in the church among some pastors that frightened me. And it was members that let me know. And so I told myself, if I ever become a pastor, whenever an evangelist or somebody comes, a guest speaker comes to our church, I will make sure that the church calculates every penny that comes in so nothing is kept back for the man of God or the woman of God that's spoken. But also, our church must give as well. So I usually will get some from the general fund and add to what you gave because it's the church of God. Uh, we've had, sometimes we had in the weekend, we have a, it's an amazing thing. We have $4,000 while we were back in that little church back there. $4,000. And I'm thinking, God, I don't know if I want to add to this. Yes, you must do it. <laughs> so we add. Amen. We do that. Because I believe in giving to the man of God. Amen. Are we ready to give? Would you leave the offering up? And I know Jesus will receive. We want to truly bless our brother. And tonight is going to be a great night. Father, thank you. I know you're here with us. Lives have been changed this morning. Through your word. Your word never returns to your void. And it's just a little thing to bless the man that you used according to the scriptures. Receive from us, O God, and bless us according to your word. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you.